Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, it's business school without the BS. Featuring optometrist turned entrepreneur, Dr. Robert Zellner, with USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. It is the five-time show, let your boo begin, where we drop knowledge bombs for you in Portland. Teach the proven systems to make your ends, so you can produce the greenery like all the Oregon. Sue will call you Franklin, cause you got Benjamins. We'll call you Ben Pearl, cause you just bought a Benz. And then you'll be bragging to your wife and kids. Said your wallet's overweight, but it used to be thin. Sums away, this is play broadcasting with the Zen. With the focus locked in like San Quentin. Can I get a B to the O, O to the M? You've heard the rumors, he is I and I is him. He be the Z and I be the C. Now it's teaching business skills from Clay to Z. We both grew up poor, but we're poor no more. The goal of this show is to help you score. Yes, 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 and yes, Thrive Nation. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio, your daily audio dojo of mojo, where we break it down like fractions. Now, now, Chup, on today's show, on yeah, today's show, yeah, yeah. we have a unicorn event because I'm going to explain a few trends that are happening in the world today, and then I'm going to use this as a kind of a tee up, kind of a wind up into why our guest is such a source of wisdom. Here Tiger Woods, John Daly, teeing it up. Chup, are you aware that Ooh. the majority of people are buying things online right now? That, Chup, are you aware of this? This is a thing. I, I don't know about it. this thing. Chup, are you aware that retail traffic overall is going down for many stores? Brick and mortar, no more. D- are you aware of this? I'm aware of this. Or have you been on the planet in the I last have been couple on years? The, uh, yes. Are you aware that the jewelry industry? Overall, is 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 shrinking for uh, for, for re- retail stores. I was not aware. I was not. But aware. yet, I mean, but, yes, but yet, our guest decided to turn his jewelry store into the Taj Mahal at a play at, at a time when a lot of people would say, you know what, I'm not going to do the jewelry game. This guy started a jewelry store. You know, most of the jewelry stores out there are second generation, third generation. This right. crazy guy started his own store. This guy is is growing. He, Chup, he's growing in a time when jewelry stores are shrinking. That's pretty impressive. And this guy's name is Joel David. Joel David with J. David Jewelry. Sir, how are you? Man, I'm great to be here. Thanks for having me. Super Joel. And and <laughs> and on today's show, we're going to be breaking down the book Traction yes. by Gino Wickman. So we're breaking down the book Traction while we're while we're giving you a story about a guy who does have some tracking. Traction. Traction. Some traction, tracking some traction. So this is what. So let's let's start here, Joel. I want to ask you this: um, What year, for all the listeners out there, what what year did you start uh, J. David Jewelry? We actually started in 1995. 1995. So when you when you opened your doors in 1995, what made you want to open your own store? Did you hit your head on the toilet seat? Next thing you know, the flux capacitor. Did you go to a Tony Robbins seminar? Were you uh, binge watching some kind of TV show, and all of a sudden you realized I got to get a job? I mean, what what happened? What caused you? To want to start your own company. Well, I, I had been in jewelry at that point for about eight years, and I was 24 years old, and I knew at that point, I knew everything. Absolutely. So since I knew everything, I thought, hey, I can do this on my own. So I my I talked to my wife, I quit my job, and I said, let's do it. And you did it. And we did it. And where was the home office? Where were you? Were you in the kitchen? Were you in a friend's house? Were you? Where, where, where was, was the? It was in the spare bedroom of our house, yes. And how long did you operate there out of the spare bedroom of, of the house? Was it was it a year? Was it two years? How long did it take you? It was right at one year before she kicked me out. Now a lot of people out there <laughs> a lot awesome. of people a lot of people out there would say, Now this is this is my story and I I'm curious what yours is, but a lot of people have said to me, Clay, gosh, 
dude, it'd be so awesome to have a company. How many weddings did you do the other day? And I'd say, we did 80 weddings last Saturday. And they go, that, that, that's amazing. And I'd say, yeah, we did 4,000 this year. And they go, that's so amazing. You're so, that's amazing. And I, they'd say, how'd you get the capital to get started? And I would say, well, what I did is I worked at Applebee's, Target, and DirecTV at the same time every week, you know, for a long time. Now, your story is kind of similar, and I think your story probably one-ups me. Can you tell the listeners how you got the capital to buy your jewelry and how you got the, the money needed to get the doors opened there? Well, I, I did not work at those places, mm. but I did. I, I was waiting tables at night. I worked at another jewelry store during the day as I was working out of my house. And after a year, we decided, let's see how many credit cards we could actually apply for and get and then max them all out. Yes. Yes. The smartest way to start a business. I love it. <laughs> and I, I say this because we are actual entrepreneurs. If you're out there listening and you've met actual entrepreneurs, if you le- if you read the life story of, let's say, of Sam Walton. Let's go with Sam Walton for 500. Chuck, can we go with Sam Walton for 500 mega points? Does that sound like a, a, a fair deal? Okay, yeah. here we go. Sam Walton. We're breaking it down. Sam Walton. So this is the deal. Sam Walton, he wanted to start his own store. So his wife uh, happened to have a dad who lived in Claremore, Oklahoma. And he says, hey, dad, can I borrow 20 grand to open? And he says, you're not my son. You're my son-in-law. But yeah, yeah, you want 20 grand? Sure, you want 20 grand? To open up a what? It's called a Ben Franklin store. So he says, sure. So he works hard, opens up this Ben Franklin store. Then the landlord comes up to him and says, hey, uh, Sam, here's the deal. Um, I've decided to not renew your lease. But I'm going to keep all the fixtures, and that's in the that's in the deal. That's in the that's a lease. That's in the lease agreement. So I'm not going to renew the lease. But my son is going to actually um, open up a Ben Franklin in the same location where your Ben Franklin is. And Sam Walton says what? And he says I'm taking over your store. I'm shutting you down. My son's taking over your business because you didn't read the lease right, and now you're out of business after five years. Keeps all the fixtures, the name, the whole thing. And Sam Walton thought. This is probably a sign I probably need to start my own my own brand at a new location. And I should probably read my leases. So I want to ask you, Sam Walton had his big adversity there after he'd finally built up a brand, a company people could know, a location people could would, would identify with. He lost it all and had to start again. Walt Disney lost it all twice. Henry Ford five times. When was your first big adversity where you thought, oh, man. Oh, because you, the, just starting, it seemed like that was challenging. I mean, you had multiple jobs. You're working at a jewelry store, working at night. Was there a time where you thought to yourself, man, that was worse than I thought it would be? Something far enough in the past where it doesn't it doesn't feel, it's not, the wounds aren't too fresh, you know, kind of. A, Make sure it's not too soon, yes. Right. Um, yeah, actually, we had outgrown our location. We'd been out from uh, 97 to 01, and we had a grand opening in our new store that happened to be 9-11-2001. And all of our marketing said we're having a 9-11-911 sale. Of course, everybody knows what happened that day. And <clears throat> the next year of the jewelry business was terrible. And we opened, we had grown, we, we increased our size 400%, our staff 400%, our overhead 400%. Needless to say, the sales did not follow. So that was probably our most trying time over the next three years in figuring out how to survive. Now, in the book Traction, on the book, the book Traction by Gino Wickman, he writes, he says, if you're like most entrepreneurs, you're probably experiencing one or more of these five common frustrations. Lack of control. You don't have control over your time. Two, people. 
You're frustrated with your employees, your customers, your vendors, your partners. Profits. Simply put, you're not making any. The ceiling. The growth has stopped. Nothing's working. Nothing's working. So now I, we think about your business, and I'm going to go one by one because I want you to give the listeners some of your advice on this. Because you, you got lack of control. When you walk in your store, the one thing you have there is definitely a high expectation. You have a high level of excellence in there. Um, you're, you're a client of ours, but I'm also a client of yours, you know? And so I've gone in there and bought rings from you, uh, three times, I believe, or two, 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 two times. I think I did a, a two and I exchanged one. Long story short, I bought th three purchases from you and the level of customer service is awesome. And frankly, I wouldn't buy from you just cause I like you. I like the experience and I like you. Can you talk to me about how you've been able to main control? Cause there's a lot of other jewelry stores. There's some great ones in Tulsa. There's, there's, there's some other good ones in Tulsa, but your store, it just seems like you're, you're intentional. It's, it, you, it's, you've described it as like an Apple, what meets a Starbucks. So talk to me about the control. How do you create that experience? It's just awesome. Our entire business model, understanding the jewelry industry has been around for 6,000 years. What? One of the oldest industries that still exists today. So jewelry's always going to be around. Understanding it is, is not necessarily about the product. It's about what it represents and the, the overall experience. So that's where we've taken our entire business model and basically tried to mirror it after what Dis Walt Disney does, as well as Apple, mixed with Starbucks. And a byproduct of what we do is, uh, it, yes, it's jewelry. So we try and have a lot of fun with what we do and try and make a unique experience for every single person. But just like you mentioned, what our expectations are, not just for our staff, but what our expectations are for the experience of each individual walks through the door. You can't expect what you can't, what you don't inspect. So here's something I've noticed with your business. You have checklists. The bathrooms are cleaned a certain way. You have you actually make the jewelry right there. I mean, you customize it right there. You've got 3D printers so people can see what it's going to look like. These, I mean, this is things that these are things that no one else has. I mean, you're you're next level. I mean, it, it really is like the Taj Mahal of jewelry in there. Kind of a big um, deal. Do you have all these systems written down, or is it just verbal tribal knowledge that you just run around with and you have for, you know, or do you do you actually write things down? It, it, everything is written down. What? Yeah. Chop. Is this not rare? It's what you said. It was a unicorn event. I mean, you already, I'm saying, I've been yes. coaching companies. I've been self-employed. Now, this is my 21st year. I'm 37, so I've been self-employed since I was 16 years old. My 21st year being self-employed, I have checklists upon checklists and systems and processes because there's way too much. There's just too yeah. much complexity. Yeah, the pen is for remembering. The mind is for critical thinking. Why, Joel, Ooh. do you make the checklist you. when so many entrepreneurs don't? Why Why do you do that? Why do you, I mean, talk to me about this inspecting the checklist. Walk me through. How do you do it? After making the list, you know, making sure that it's done, but having everybody be able to basically work together as a team. Oh. And if somebody misses something, they work together to make sure that nothing is left unchecked. Chuck, this is a sickness story right now. This is not. This is talking about a guy with a checklist. Turn it all in. This is getting me all excited. This is, this is what gets a business coach all fired oh. up right here. This oh. is a nice story right here. So you're telling me oh. this story is kind of a dirty story. You think you got checklist. You got fifth of processes. Processes. Oh, yeah. This is just keep talking to me. Tell me this story. This is a great story. <laughs> I feel violated by the story. It's so good. No, this is a great thing, though. I don't see why. Steve Currington, mortgages, total ending concepts. So tell me why, it total ending concepts, why you can't just look at the customer at the closing table and say, there's uh, six or seven documents that I need to round up. I can't remember what they are exactly, but let me see if I can go... 
let me all, I'll whip up some stuff. Why can't you just make it up on the fly for mortgages? Why do you actually have to have checklists and processes? I don't know. They Not in our company, but there's been people that don't pay. What? Like they don't pay for their house. That's so weird. We have to make sure that all these things are done so that we can verify that they will pay or that they have the ability to pay or that there's a higher probability that they will pay. And without those systems in place for us, I mean, we, I mean, we certainly couldn't remember it all in our head. So we've got guidelines upon guidelines upon checklist upon overlay matrices, automated matrices, underwriting, uh, automated underwriting systems. We have all these things in place to prevent matrices. Matrices. <laughs> I'd like you to Google that and put the spelling I can't on even the show spell notes. It. <laughs> I don't know how to Google it. Since you, since you did it, we need a checklist for how to spell matrices, please. But yeah, it's you know it's the same thing. I think that. Um, in every business, you need you need checklists and systems, and if you don't have it and it is in your head, then it'll be great for you because you'll always be really small and you'll work for yourself. You, you know, so one much. of my uh, uh, favorite pastors to listen to every morning, I listen to T.D. Jakes every single morning, and this morning I was listening to a sermon he had that was great. He's talking about how um, there we live in a spiritual spiritual world where people are being attacked, there's, there's spiritual warfare. There really are bad spiritual battles people are fighting, and he says, but you getting to work on time isn't one of them. Right, like you know what I mean. Like he's like, so don't talk about a demon of lateness, a demon of getting fired. You know, a demon of he's like that's called you didn't do your job. Right. And so we come back from the break. I want Joel David to talk about how he finds great people, how you hold them accountable, but how they still like you because a lot of your people have been there a long, long time. And, and speaking of a company, Chup, that has people that have been there a long, long time. Chup, are you aware of HoodCPAs.com? I've heard of these guys. What's good in the hood, Clay? Well, I, w- I see what you did there. <laughs> hood CPAs is owned by Paul Hood. He's been in business for over 25 years. He's got a location in Bartlesville. He's got one in Tulsa. He's got one in, in Claremore. Great guy. And if you want to get, be- if you want to become more proactive with your accounting, go to HoodCPAs.com. That's HoodCPAs.com. What was that? It's HoodCPAs.com. Stay tuned. And now broadcasting live from the box that rocks, it's the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. Top of high learning and high earning, taking you to the top like we're hiking Mount Vernon. We're changing the mindsets like we're incense burning, passing on the magic like our name was Irvin, serving up that knowledge like I was a servant. I cite what I say so you know I'm not a servant. Thrive Time Show, bringing the heat while fervent. Giving it to you straight in the world that's worth Stacking the cash, making the dash Running the plaques, bringing them back Bring me the track so I can get up on the mic and speak the facts Stacking the cash, making the dash Running the plaques, bringing them back Bring me the track so I can get up on the mic and speak the facts Yes, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Temple of Boom The place where we make businesses grow Right now, the GDP, the national uh, If you look at the, the gross domestic product The average American business is growing at a rate of 2.9% with the help of our current administration. Full Package Media, who I work with, has grown from less than $10,000 a week of sales, in fact, $0 of sales, to over $108,000 of sales. Oh, snap. Um, Shaw Homes is growing at, I believe, a 9% rate, I heard, 9%, 8%. They're kind of a big deal. Which is bigger than 2.9%. You know, you think about uh, phone doctors, they're growing at like 10%, which I think is more than 2.9%. If you think about, if you round it up, you know, score basketball. Oh, Growing quite a bit. I, you, know, you think about these companies. I mean, if you're growing by 30%, Steve, I'm not a big math guy. You're the mortgage guy, right? Yeah. But the average is, is 2.9%. Is that better? 30 is, yes, definitely better. And I'm not really good that good at So that. here's a guy. Like 27%. In, a, in the time in American history when the, the average jewelry store is disappearing, when yeah. retail is disappearing, 
We have a guy who said, you know, Howard Schultz entered into a world where coffee, Howard Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks, he entered into the world where there was, you could buy coffee. Uh, Clay Steris, tell me if you remember this. You'd go to like uh, Get and Go. Oh, get you'd go, go to you. Quick oh, Trip. Thank you. Remember Good Circle one. K? Uh-huh. Oh, you yeah. go in, you go to Daylight Donuts, whatever, Beautiful. and you get the you get the coffee in, 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 in a styrofoam cup. Got it. And in there, there's like uh, there could be some floaties. Mm-hmm. Not at QT, the other places though, right? You go in there, and it's like ninety nine cents. You remember that? I remember. And you get this. that you get that little cup, and I'm you think ninety nine cents. That's a little high. I'm thinking like, like twenty three cents. Yeah. And then Howard Schultz is like, you know, what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna charge you like uh, four dollars a cup. And you're like, well, I want a small cup then. And you'll say, we don't have small. We have tall. And you say, well, fine, coffee guy. And he's like, no, Grande. no, no due respect. Uh, we don't. With all due respect, I'm not a coffee guy. I'm a barista. And you say, oh, go. You say, okay. Well, can I get a medium then? He says, well, yeah, we don't have that either. We got a venti though. And you're like, all right, you guys got a different word for everything. He says, yeah, we're gonna flip it on its head. Well, this is a guy who's flipped it on its head for jewelry. You yeah. go in there right now. You want to get a ring? And you say, I don't know. I want to see it first. You have a 3D printer. You oh, ma- yeah. You make the actual ring. In front of people, a 3D, they can see what it's going to look like before they commit to it. Uh, Joel, what's your website for anybody who has never been to your website for J. David Jewelry? It's jdavidjewelry.com. Incredible. We needed a we needed a boom sound effect there. So, Joel, talk to me about how in a world where so many people today are struggling to grow their business and to find good people. People are struggling to find good people. In fact, in the book Traction, they, they, he describes here in the book Traction, right at the introduction, he says most most business owners are struggling to find good people. Frustrated with your employees, customers, and vendors, and partners. They don't seem to listen, understand you, or follow through with their actions. You're not all on the same page. How are you able to keep your team on the same page? How do you find good people? What's your secret sauce? We promise we're not in the jewelry industry. We won't steal your ideas. Man, that's a great question. Primarily, we hire talent, not people. Oh, say it again, please. We hire talent, not people. Knowledge bombs everywhere. Talented people? No. Mm-mm, no. Oh, ta- <laughs> talents, not people. You can't train a personality. You can't train a smile. So when it comes to technical knowledge, anybody can learn that, but you can't train a person. I'm going to agree and disagree. So it's like a, it's like a politically correct. It's like a passive aggressive. It's like a fight on the radio. Yeah, it's let's awesome. Do it. This Come is on. Good. So Warren Buffett would 100% agree with you. Dr. Z would agree with you. And I would agree with you. You can't change someone's personality. Like you, Joel David, can't hire me and change my personality. But if I'm listening to the show today, I have the power to change my personality. And it's like Warren Buffett, as an example, realized his personality was terrible. But he knew everything about investment. So he actually went to the Carnegie School and learned how to communicate effectively. And that's where I want to tap into Clay Stairs on this. Because I agree, you can't hire someone and force them to change. But you find people who have already chosen to be happy people, and then you hire them. I mean, that's kind of your... Is that that what I'm hearing here? Yep. Yeah. So, Clay, I just want to ask you, for anybody out there who's listening and they go, I really struggle with people. Ooh. How I struggle with dealing with people. I struggle with being a positive person. Mm-hmm. How do you help some of your clients change? They want to change. Because a lot of people reach out to you because they say they're self-aware and they say, I'm not very likable. Please help me. How do you help people do that? Yeah. Well, I had a uh, client. I have a client uh, down in Phoenix that was working in a job as a salesperson. Went down to Phoenix, did a speaking event. She came up to me afterwards. She said, please get me out of this job. Jean Breeze, you can uh, feel me right here. Whoa. She uh, was, 
Okay, maybe not. But anyway, so she was in a sales job and she wanted to become a real quick, and real a quick, coach. real quick. That I wasn't meaning it like this. <laughs> I wasn't saying Gene Breeze, Gene Breeze. You can feel, you me, feel right me. I wasn't mean like that. I was just more of I was I was shocked of the the, the force that I was yes, feeling. So there, that's what I want to clarify. That's sure, that's yeah. that's what I meant. I'll I'll, I'll be here all day. Folks. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> Anyway, so here she is wanting to move out of this sales job into being a speaker, into being a coach with other people and actually a life coach. But she was saying, Clay, I need help knowing the moves. How do I do this? How do I change from where I am to where I want to go? She was locked in this salaried mentality. How do I become my own business? How do I become my, uh, how do I own my own business? So we've spent quite a bit of time helping her with her language, helping her with how she presents herself, all of her presentation materials, just giving her the tools to do exactly what you're talking about. When we come back from the break, I want to get right into it because I want to get Joel David's take on this with J. David Jewelry. Um, when he opened his first store, I mean, he's, you're working another job. You're working two different jobs. Yeah. And I'm sure that wasn't stressful. And this is the thing I can say about you, honestly. Every day that you walk in your store, or every time I see you, just like with Dr. Zellner and all the greats I've ever been around, every day is showtime for this guy. This oh, guy yeah. decides to be a positive person. But let me tell you what, you've probably had some adversity going on in the background. Like a duck, you know, below the water, he might be paddling, but he's calm across that surface, and he chooses to be a positive person. And that right there is the kind of victory that you have to have on a daily basis over yourself. There's a big battle you're fighting every day, and it's between your your two ears, and there's nobody out there who's a better source of wisdom to talk about how to be a positive person on a daily basis because nobody wants to buy from a cantankerous, upset, victim mentality jeweler. People want to buy from somebody who's positive and somebody who's upbeat. And we come back from the break, we're going to get Jay David's secrets for how, did he, how does he stay positive on a daily basis? How does he set the tone for positivity, Chip. But before we do that, Chip, Chip, Chip I want to see if you can ch tell all the listeners about one of our incredible sponsors here. We, we've got incredible sponsors, but Chip, tell 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 the folks about our good friends at Onyx Imaging. Onyx Imaging. These guys are the one-stop business shop. They do office supplies, printer supply, printer service, same and next day delivery, price match guarantee. Steve Currington. So you can actually get a hold of them today for new customers. But wow. I'm passionate about spending a ton of money on my office supplies. I like going there. I love Office Depot. Oh, it takes forever. Maybe. It's expensive. I like it. It's it's part of what makes me me, Chuck. May, maybe tell them that, and they'll charge you a little bit more if that's what you want. They like to deliver for Whatever. their customers. If I, I like, if I like to spend money and I like to spend time, I shouldn't go to Onyx Imaging. Right, Chuck? Right. That's right. But if you're the opposite of that, you want to go to onyximaging.com, O-N-Y-X imaging.com. For new customers, new printer service customers, they're actually uh, uh, going to give away free printer copier if you're a new customer for them. So free? Get a hold of them today, 918 627 Six one one nine one eight six two seven six six one one onyximaging.com onyximaging.com so three two one boom you are now entering the dojo of mojo and the thrive time show Thrive Time Show on the microphone. What is this? Top of the iTunes charts in the category of business. Drilling down on business topics like we are a dentist. Providing you with mentorship like you are an apprentice. And we go so fast that you might get motion sickness. Grab a pen and pad to the lab. Let's get in this. Time to bear some fruit like some Florida oranges. Three, two, one. Here come the business ninjas. Sonic Boom.
All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio and your podcast download. Um, if you have already booked your tickets for the June 22nd and 23rd workshop, I am excited to see you. I'm excited. we meeting people from Guam, from Canada, from Australia. A lot of downloads in, in South Korea this week. A lot in South Korea. A lot in Iowa. Iowa? I've driven through Iowa a lot. I love that you guys have stopped in Iowa and then started downloading. You're en route to Minnesota. You're stopping in halfway in Iowa. You download from there. That's a nice thing to do. That's where I do all my downloads. You drive to Iowa to download. Yeah, I know. That's actually the number. That's actually the number one tourist activity in Des Moines right now is podcast downloads. Oh no, it's it's a thing. That's a thing. I saw it on. Now we also have a great Tulsa tourist destination. A lot of people are saying, you know, gosh, I. I'm looking for something fun to do. I'm looking for something fun to do. So what I'm going to do is I, I'm going to I'm going to go into J. David Jewelry because I want to I want to look at I, I'm not I'm thinking about buying a ring. You know I'm thinking about it. And I want to get a 3D model rendering made of the ring before I decide to spend that kind of money. And I don't want to be treated uh, like a second class person. I'd like to be treated nice. I kind of want to be treated a little bit nicer than they treat you at Starbucks, and they treat you really nice at Starbucks. I want to be treated a little bit better than they treat you at Apple, and they treat you really nice at Apple. I want to have an experience. I don't want to just buy a ring. I'm looking to have an experience. And uh, those people who've done that include you, Steve Currington. That includes me, Clay Clark. I've done this. And I'm just telling you, they, they really do a great job of creating this experience. Joel, talk to me about how you've been able to create this experience. How did how did this happen? Because it's like you're busy, you're dealing with the daily drama like everybody else, but you've chosen to stay positive and to build this experience. You're working on the business while working in the business positively. How do you do it? Well, because we get to work with such awesome people every day, whether it be the actual people walking through the door or actually our team members, understanding that jewelry represents a symbol of something when you find out what that symbol represents to get to create it as a tangible item that goes every it becomes part of that person and when you get to do that every day and you never do the same day twice that's a i mean it's a blast and I mean, we've got to make pieces for some of the most famous people in the world. Just give us a couple names. I'm easily oh. impressed. So I'm right, I'm right oh, here. But I'm, I'm just give us a couple. Steve's harder to impress. I'll, I'll, I'll no, see. No, no, no. I was saying I'm. I'm I, he has made rings for me, so I didn't know if you were. No, and that was. That and first. Steve, Clay when he was Clark. talking, Steve, when he's talking about people that were a big deal, he wasn't talking about you. We'll Clay, keep going. Clay Clark. Steve Currington. Oh, really? Yeah. No, yeah. no. These are <laughs> listeners. It gets better. I let me show you how the org chart of life life works. Steve's kind of a big deal. I'm not a big deal. And then here comes the big deals. Are you ready for this? Here we go. Joel, we're ready for it. What do you got? Okay. Oh, uh, Taylor Swift, what? Paul McCartney, Fleetwood Mac, The Who. Real quick, we, this, deser chili this deserves some music. Okay, tell us the people again here. You got we got uh, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber. Uh, Kid Rock. What? Yeah, The oh. Who, Fleetwood Mac, Paul McCartney. Wow. You, you, I, I want to meditate you on that jewelry list. for anyone's teeth. Uh, I, yeah. Oh, grills. <laughs> I'm not saying you do grills. this. Oh. I'm not saying you do this, but did you ever pit like The Who against Kid Rock to see who would buy a bigger one? Because I feel like when I see uh, Vanessa's ring that Clay bought him, it's like 
and then I see my wife shrink. It's like this constant upgrade battle. You know what I'm saying? Like that I have with myself. So do you do that? Do you pit the big stars against each other? Well, you know, I made this for the who. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. No. Okay. Yeah. I could well, say I this. I could say this. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I don't like birthdays at all. I'm not a big birthday guy. Don't like birthdays. Don't like weddings. Don't like any really event, holiday. Don't like going outside. I like to work. Right. And so my wife wants to go out for my birthday, and I thought, this is this has got to stop. I'm tired of this crap going out, <laughs> celebrating, getting older, one year closer to death. I just would know. So I said, great, let's go. But I'm going to get myself the finest gifts. And she's like, are you kidding me? And I'm just crazy enough where she thinks I'm going to. So I went out to a restaurant that's now no longer in business next to the old gold gym off of Memorial, and I had all these gifts laid out, all wrapped. And she's like, you, you're out of control. I said, like, if we're going to have a birthday, I bought myself everything I've ever wanted. So she opens the first thing, and it's like shoes that for her. And then the next thing was something else for her. And the final one, with the smallest box, but it was a box within a box within a box. I did it again this year. You had your team helped me. We wrapped a box within a box within a box within a box. So then she opens up the ring, the tears, the tears, the tears, Joel. And that made so many deposits and so many deposits in the love bank. Oh, yeah. That each week when I when I make an epic screw up like once a week when I irritate her by doing something dumb, it's like I'm immune to it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's good. It's good. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you, Joel, you've been our kind of like our marriage therapist. Right. With diamonds. Seriously, you've created an armor and of immunity now. I no longer it's a it's an amazing deal. Now Clay Stairs in the book Traction, Gino Rick Gino Wickman writes in the book the best selling book Traction, he writes, You are not your business. Your business is an entity in and of itself. Yes, you created it, but in order to find success, you have to turn it into a self sustaining organism that doesn't involve you. Mm. Wow. This is the challenge every day. You work yes. with home builders, doctors, lawyers, dentists, Clay. This yes. is the challenge as a business coach. Talk to me about the hardest part of for an entrepreneur who has a successful company. What's the hardest part of building a business that does not involve them doing everything? Well, again, I think what you just said there from Gino Wickman, your business is not you. Most people, as they're coming up, before they become the entrepreneur, all they know. Hey, wait a minute. I have to go cut someone's hair at Elf in the room real quick. Okay. Yeah, all they know coming into that is how to be a worker. Wait a minute, the and, phone's ringing. I got to answer the phone. I'll off in the room real quick. Oh, yeah, and, and so often. Wait a minute, a coaching client's coming. I got to answer that phone. And so often. Web lead, got to get the web lead. <laughs> That's what people do, though, right? Yeah, so often we just get trapped in the identity. I believe that there are so many employees that their job is them. Their job is their identity. Oh, and sick. then when I become an, a, an entrepreneur, it's so easy to translate that right into my company is me. This is deep stuff. It's we huge. come We come back from the break. I want Eric Chupp to hop on the show. Eric Chupp, the renowned business coach. I want him to first brag on some of the clients he's working with. And I want you to talk about the clients that have been able to build a business that's now working without them doing everything. And then I want Joel David to talk about how he does this because there's a standard of excellence at J. David Jewelry that's happening on a daily basis that is happening even right now. As we record the show right now, I mean, Joel, you're, this isn't a hologram, right? I mean, you have a 3D printer at your place, but this is you. You're here right now. I'm here. I'm not at the store and the store is open. What? How? Is this a metaphysical yeah. thing? They're, this, yeah, they're probably losing. Touch him. See if it's a hologram. How does he do it? How does he? Isn't that a magical thing, though? It's when you build a business that can create time freedom and financial freedom for your family. That, my friend, is a magical thing. And that's what we're all about is creating both time freedom 
and financial freedom so you can spend your time doing the things that matter most to you. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. See, I'm more than just a rhymer, like a horse with blinders. Focused on the Thrive Time Show, it's where you find us. He be the Z and I be the C. Teaching business skills from clay to Z. We both grew up poor, but we're poor no more. The goal of this show is to help you score. So I couldn't see the light until my son could see. But I learned to rock the mic in the high school scene. A young DJ with a million dollar dream. Numb to the pain that rejection brings. So I like a song for Now it's time to make the cut. Oh, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Big shout out to Colton Dixon singing the intro there. Colton what Dixon, up, top 40 Christian music artist who soon will have another album coming out. A lot of exciting things. I'm honored to have him as a, a client and a friend, and he's going to help us produce a lot of great stuff for the show. If you haven't checked out Colton Dixon, uh, really, I mean, I would, I, I'm not going to call you out and say, are you an American? But I would say that American, are you? It's McCarthyism. We yeah, want to check yeah. to make sure you're not a full-fledged commie right. at this point. So if you haven't checked out Colton Dixon, show your family some respect. Don't ruin your family tree. Don't screw up your life. Check out Colton Dixon's website, coltondixon.com. Now, Clay Stairs, Clay Stairs. Here, here's where here's where we where's where we rejoin the conversation. We're talking about this book, Traction, yes, by sir. Gino Wickman, the uh, world famous business coach who. Uh, very expensive program, very good program. He says on page four of his book, Traction, he says, successful leaders surround themselves with great people. You can't build a great company without help. The entrepreneurship operating system, this is what he built, cuts through the buzzwords such as A players, platinum, 100 percenters, and superstars to provide a practical understanding of the two essential ingredients of any great team, the right people in the right seats. And he goes on to explain how you create a business and not just a job. You want to create a business that has the ability to serve customers even when you're not there. So I'm going to start with you, and I want to go sure. to Joel David on this. When you work with business owners that are maybe they've been in business for 25 years, mm -hmm. and they are the one out of 10 business owners that don't fail. According to Forbes right now, we'll put this on the show notes, according to Forbes, nine out of 10 businesses fail. So they're surviving. Yes. But they're not thriving. They personally work all the time. Yes. How have you been able to help your clients consistently move from being a technician working in the business to an entrepreneur who works on the business? How do you do it? Well, the first step that we work on is very similar to Traction, is putting together the systems that allow people to do things rather than just personalities. We have to move away from personality-driven company to more of a system-driven company. And uh, we find really quickly with many of the clients early on before we have done a lot of work with them and helped them through this process that really some of the big problems is that they don't want to give up stuff. You know, oh. they, they probably know what I'm talking about. They, they man, I, I need other people to do things. But when they actually have an opportunity to delegate and give things away, there's a real fear to give those things away because they're not going to do it like they do it. Right. Oh. So what I spend a lot of time doing is, well, tell me, how do you do it? And they go, well, first of all, what I do is I do this and the other thing. I go, slow down. So what do you do first? And I start writing down what they do first. And then what Holy do you do second? Holy cow. And then what do you do third? And then what do you do fourth? And 
and then before long, it's like, okay, boom, now you boom. have a system. Boom. Now you have a system boom. to do what you were just talking about. <laughs> so, uh, Clay, you and I have talked quite a bit about yes. this and the importance of, you know, I don't know that it's possible for me to uh, 100% be able to reproduce myself in somebody else. Well, here we go. Here but we go. There we can go. I do it 80%. Can I get 80% of my mojo into the brain of somebody else? So here's the part that's crazy. You see, Joel David with J. David Jewelry, our guest on today's show. Yes. He has two locations. Oh. So I just want to pick on one aspect of the business that he does really well. Here we go. Cleanliness. Hmm. Cleanliness. Next two. Cleanliness. How do you keep your stores so clean, two stores, when the average jewelry store that I've been in is not clean? How do you do it? Just all, always expecting excellence, but inspecting excellence. There it is. Come on now. What does that mean, though? Because I think a lot of people, they, they go, inspect what you expect, great, boom. I, what I do is I inspect what I expect. Then you go into the bathroom. I mean, if you, if you, let's say this hypothetically. Have you guys ever not been into a quick trip? Have you ever been into a place that was not a quick trip? Have you ever gone to get some, have you gone to get some gasoline at a convenience store that was not a quick trip? Maybe like a green dinosaur. Ugh, scary. Oh. You ever gone to the bathroom? Oh. Scary. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, I usually will bring a doctor with me so he can administer like a tetanus shot. <laughs> as soon as I get in there, I usually am like, check for Ebola. Right away. Step yeah, one, yeah. use the restroom. Step two, check for Ebola. You need a therapist for PTSD afterwards. But, but I don't know if these companies have a mission statement that says, well, what we do we're here at the, at the Circle K, what we want to do is we want to provide a crappy service. You guys get it? <laughs> let's so do literally, it. let's make it smell crappy, look crappy. Let's make it. Let's clean the bathroom every fourth shift. Every four. Let's see how long. No, we can let's go. do it every four days. But that, but that's what it is. That's what. It, but it that's today. what it is. But right. that's what it is. That's not what they. Want so? How are you getting a different result, Joel? When everybody else can't seem to do this, it it. I mean, coming going back to hiring the right talent. Oh, it, it is. And but when people aren't willing to do the job, then you find somebody that is. This is oh oh, was, oh, oh, oh. again oh. advocating. And on the show, it seems like every time we have a successful entrepreneur, they get on here and they say. If you hire someone to do a job and they don't do it, you should fire them. And then, and, then and you really get into it. Then you discover, I remember one day I was talking to, to Joel and Joel said, hey, we had a guy come in the store and run off with some jewelry. One of your salespeople was showing someone a piece on her finger. And he, this bold criminal, pulls it off of her finger and then runs out. Wow. And, he, and he's probably, you know, high-fiving his buddy. He's like, woo! All right, guys, look at this. I went in there. I ripped it off her finger. I'm the man. Woo! Let's buy some meth. <laughs> and they're going, yeah, let's buy some meth, bro. 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 And they're, yes! And they're walking over to Subway Sandwich to celebrate their victory. But check it out. You've got cameras. And you were able to pull that thing up, digital quality. Did they find the guy? Did they find that guy? Yes. Oh, my. Yes. Oh. But yet, small business owners are so resistant to put in cameras. Oh, I don't want to violate the trust of my secretary. You know, she's, she's, I want to, I want to let her be, you know, robbed. I don't want to know who's robbing her. I want, I don't want to violate the rights of the criminals or her. I mean, you couldn't run a jewelry store without a camera system right now, could you? It definitely not. Here's the great thing. Because oh. the store was so clean. So clean. Everything he touched only had his fingerprints. Yes! Yes! Oh, yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Awesome. Boom! That That's is sick. Sweet. Yeah. That is sick. I'm getting nauseous. That is mm, sick. Simple. That is so <laughs> sick. Mm. Nice. So, now me. the next portion here, the next portion of the book, Traction, on page five. He talks about data. He says, data. The data. best leaders rely on a handful of metrics, data. 
to help manage their businesses. Their, the data, data component data. frees you from the quagmire of managing personalities, egos, subjective issues, emotions, and intangibles by teaching you which metrics to focus on. So I'm going to go off on a small tangent, Chef. You can you can save me from the show here. So you can save, the, go? save the listeners. All right. There's a vendor who wants to earn my business for one of our companies. It's growing, and he's trying to earn my business. I said, great. We'll do a call 11 o'clock on Tuesday. Yeah. And 11 o'clock on Tuesday, didn't answer the phone, didn't ever respond. I text him, called him, conference line, all the different deals. Then he sends an email and doesn't apologize and just moves on like it didn't happen. I talked to the guy. He says, gosh. I, uh, my mom, his mom or cousin, somebody, they, they were sick. I couldn't make it. My bad. And I said, I want to clarify something with you. I want to make sure you get this. Uh-oh. I judge people. Right. I refer them to churches, but I personally judge people. So you've now missed three calls with me where you didn't tell me in advance you weren't going to be there. It's three, and there's no apology from you. You didn't, you didn't say I'm sorry today. And he goes, well, man, I've got family in the hospital. And I said, I don't care. And when my dad had ALS, I showed up every day. And Chuck, you saw me be there. Everyone yep. saw me. I showed yep. up. No one cares. I made payroll every week. I paid people for payroll every week. We do this show. Chuck, you know we do this show every day. Have you ever thought about that? Uh, yeah, I'm here. I Yeah, every day. It's, <laughs> but, but I mean, what if we wanted to be here, but I wasn't here? We wouldn't you know, be I've never had it. a sick day in 18 years. Never. Yeah, not one time. Don't, yeah. I don't. And, I, you, and I, if I do get sick, I still show up. Because people do judge you. If you say you'll be open at 9 o'clock and you're not. So, Joel, what time do you open your stores at J. David Jewelry right now in, in, in your two locations? 10 o'clock. And is it weird that a lot of jewelry stores I've been to, true story, I've gone there, it says open at 10, and then they're not open at 10. Does that shock you? It's Shocking. It's disgusting. Shock God. How do you do it? How do you, how do you open the doors at 10 when you say you're going to open the doors at 10? How does that happen? You get there early. But what on the day? What about the days you don't feel like it? You know, I mean, the days where you feel you get the sniffles. You just said you haven't had a sick day in eighteen years, but yet you've been sick. Right? You still show up. Oh my yeah. gosh! You know, I was thinking about when my wife had a miscarriage, and I thought, you know, on that day, what I'll do is I'll just make an excuse. No, I showed up. I had I still delivered for the weddings. We didn't miss weddings. My wife had a miscarriage. I thought, you know, the when my dad got cancer, what I'm going to do is I'm just not going to show up. And you know what's cool is when you don't show up. Everybody around around you wants to to uh, they want to agree with you, and they want to encourage you that that excuse was valid because they suck at life too. So they suck at life, and they're like, "Oh, I suck at life. You suck at life too. That's cool. Let's suck at life together. Your wife had a miscarriage. That's oh gosh, it's not I, you, your fault. You probably should take two months to go on sabbatical and emotionally get it together, there, Tiger. How long? How far along was she? I say six months. They say, "Oh my gosh." You should take the month off. I would say, that's right, if you want to be an employee, but I'm an entrepreneur, and this show's for entrepreneurs. You just show up. When we come back, I want, to talk, I want Joel David to talk about when you mangled your leg while skiing, and yet your store stayed open. Like, you you personally couldn't be there because your leg was mangled. I, can you can you share that story? Because it's, it's, pretty, pretty, it's pretty incredible that you can even walk. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Uh, stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. We're talking about mangling legs and showing up even when the stuff hits the fan. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. It's the Thrive Time Show on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. It's all about you. 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 Then we bring the boom. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. 
I want you to think about this, Mr. Mr. Thrive Time listener out there. Think about the last time you have went on a, on a vacation, on a trip. My wife and I went to Amarillo. Um, the church screwed up and invited me to speak, and so they obviously knew who I was. <laughs> so I went there and, and drove out there to Amarillo, and they asked me to give a talk on work ethic. In Proverbs 10.4, Chip, I want you to look that up and read that on the show notes there. But Proverbs 10.4, Proverbs 10.4, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Though The entire service was about Proverbs 10.4. We got lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. What was that again? Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. What book is that from? The Bible. What? Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> we went there to, 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 to do this uh, talk on diligence and, and a Christian work ethic. Basically, if we're a Christian, we should work like it because it says that work as unto the Lord in the Bible. That's the idea. So you you have a paranoia. If you're trying to work as unto the Lord, just think about this for an idea for, for a second. If you're traveling on a road trip and you see the sign that comes up, you see a sign and you're, it says Amarillo, 52 miles, and then you see a little sign. When you, when you see the sign, you immediately think of what? Whatever your consistent average is. So whatever your consistent average is, you think about, and you might not be your favorite place, but you're going, those chicken nuggets, I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to because I'm on a trip. And you look for consistency. An employee, when you hire someone, you're looking for consistency. And consistency involves showing up even when you don't feel like it. So I think when we think about consistency, today's guest, in my mind, is a is an example, a shining example in a world of darkness, in a world of... I did my best in a world of intentions, in a world of excuses that are validated by the people around you. I tried. So oh, my best. My friend Jay David with, Je with Joel David with Jay David Jewelry, he uh, went skiing years ago. Joel, tell the story about how you went skiing years ago and what happened. Well, I've been told as an entrepreneur, you're basically an adrenaline junkie. Mm. And that's why you do what we do. Right. And so with that, sometimes you find it in other forms. I find mine in skiing. Okay. I was skiing a new type of test ski that it did not have a release binding. What? So your foot locked Ooh. in the ski. Oh, well, like those oh. bike pedals that you're locked yeah. into. That's, yeah. a great, that's a great idea. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. Except <laughs> when you fall. Yeah. So Downhill. Uh, yeah. Monday morning quarterback here. I just yeah. want to tell you, this is what when, I used, when you said that you can't get out of them. This is immediately what, what I thought of. Oh, Billy. <laughs> That's my immediate thought was, really? Okay, so keep continue with the story. So the ski didn't pop off, so my foot did. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, my but God. Tell us the severity. So so the uh, the doctor screwed it back on with 21 screws, said it will never move. You'll, you're lucky you have it. True story. Uh, yeah, true story. <clears throat> so uh, put, it, put me in a cast, and he said, uh, you'll come back in six weeks. We'll cut it off. You'll be in a cast for six months, maybe a year, but you'll really never Now, we walk grew up in the same church, and I remember yeah. multiple people saying, he's never going to be able to walk again. Yeah. And uh, six. so people say, hey, what happened? I'm like, ah, it's just a little break. I uh, get it cut off in six weeks. I get to start walking again. And then here's the deal. You were dragging your leg for how long? Just dragging it. Like, it didn't even cooperate. Yeah. It didn't yeah. move. Six months to uh, almost a year. Just wow. dragging it behind. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the thing is, is that your store remained open. Yes, it did. Now, can you think of another an event that you'd like to share on the radio that would be as catastrophic or as crazy or as terrible? It could be personal. It could be a family. It could be a financial. It could be any situation where you thought, man, that my leg was bad, but this was also really bad because I think the listeners out there think 
that you come from Mount Awesome, a land where you'd have no problems. Because whatever you're going to say, I want Clay Stairs to try to one-up you, oh, and then I'm going to try go. to one-up you, Ooh. and then Chep will try to one-up oh, you. So wow, you've got... Good. you want to go first, or this do you want me good. to go first? Fun game of one-ups. Do we do you just get one chance? You get one get chance one to ch- say okay. the worst reason you why you could have not showed up, but you still showed up. Okay, so I do have a long list, but we'll just go with one. Okay. you got to go straight to the top on this. Yeah, okay. So my wife and I, two boys, amazing boys, six years apart, we say we got two only kids and they're grown up at this point we don't have anything left to do so we're like man we we think we were really good parents let's mm. try it again right Ooh. so we bring in two kids what from another country that can't speak english and we're thinking two teenagers we we were good with our teenagers we got this got yeah. this so a 15 year old boy and his 13 year old sister from nepal and it, it's a different culture. How? They, where? What's Nepal close to for the listeners out there that aren't familiar it, with that part of the world? It's uh, India. Oh, okay. Bangladesh. Wow. And so they get here. They have no clothes but the clothes on their backs. And we're like, hey, <laughs> let's go to Target. Get them some clothes. This is going to be fun. Oh, we want to take them to Target. We don't go there and get the clothes. So we pull into Target. They sweet. They had never ridden in a car. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Man. They're did you play? Out. Hey, did you play Punjabi music while you were driving oh, to make wow. them feel at home? So. They literally crushed the cars next to us. Oh, just open that door. Oh, just. We so, opened the door and do another so, door. This was the first hour. What? So, to try first and hour. speed oh it up, on the uh, within 72 hours, they almost drowned in our backyard. We are going to stay at the bottom of the pool for as long <laughs> yeah, as possible. It was. It was uh, so, then uh, about, a, about a week had gone by, and we have no silverware left. It's gone. What? Oh. They'd never eaten with silverware. Just throwing it away? All of it. We oh. throw it away. <laughs> All of it. Oh. It's disposable. Yeah. I had to get rid of it. So uh, we we learned. It, it took us about six six months, actually, to learn. But you can how. continue to open your the, the business. It's a parallel universe. Yeah. You still opened your store. The business You ran. still ran your advertisements. You still. Hey, by the way, a little side note. Have you ever advertised? Hey, oh, yeah. What would you say to the entrepreneur out there that says, Ooh. I don't want to advertise, my business is different, you might say? I love the saying, it's like a guy winking in a dark room to a woman. He's the only one that knows he's doing it. Oh. You got to advertise, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if a friend of yours, if it was a good friend of yours, a good friend, because friends, you're sincere with friends, okay? Friends, you're just, if a friend said, imagine I'm your friend, okay? And I said, Joel, I'm a home builder. I'm a carpet installer. I'm a I'm a wood floor guy, whatever, and I just don't want to advertise. I mean, could you do you? I mean, I just don't want to. Joel, do you endorse this idea? What feedback would you have for? Him? Go get a job. Ooh, and I would say, but I do. I am, I own my own. I, I might get into like kind of a Bostonian kind of argumentative voice. I would immediately. Well, Joel, I swear, I I I. You don't understand, brother. I have been installing countertops for years. All my business is word of mouth. I don't need to advertise. And you would say. The, the law of attrition says you lose 20% of your business a, a year. You will go out of business uh, without new business. Well, wow. Tom Brady, Wicked Awesome, and Boston. Woo! Okay, Clay Stairs, <laughs> back to you. What's the worst story, worst thing that happened where you still showed up? Okay, worst uh, this would be... Because uh, okay. you've done it. Yes, I have done it and still had to show up. So I'm just going to go ahead and swing for the fences. Oh, here, here we go. On, let's go one up him. There Come on. was a time where a uh, very rocky time in my life. I have a two-year-old daughter. And, uh, Whoa, that's a tough story. Yeah, Move back to you, Jeff. Yeah, Woo! You, Jeff. No, <laughs> I, have a, I have a two-year-old daughter. I am a school teacher, and uh, I am homeless living out of my car. 
Homeless, wow. living out of my car. Why? Got, well, why do you got, just go home? Well, well, I got the Delta 88. You know, it's, oh. it's pretty nice. Why, why were you homeless? Yeah, I was homeless because... You know, well, my wife and I had just gone through a divorce. I didn't have the money. As a school teacher, I didn't have the money to pay two mortgages. So I end up on my own with my two-year-old daughter living in the car. And then here's the thing. My car gets stolen. <laughs> what is it? But you, you were, lived in it. How'd you get it? My they stole you? you they stole you? So while I'm you got at abducted. school. While I'm at school, <laughs> my car gets stolen. So I end up getting a bicycle. Mm. I am a school teacher. Bicycle. I have a two-year-old Bi- daughter. I want and to I ride am my still showing up to work on a bike I want for about a month. So that would be my thing of the wheels come off of it, literally. The wheels come off of it, and I continue to show up. And okay, when you okay. live in your car, when you live in your car, Clay, and your car gets stolen, everything's gone. That's the, now. Here's the deal. Your story. We're laughing story, with you. We're your laughing with story you. is so yeah. weak. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a better story. You've got a better I have one. to one up you. That story's so so lame. weak. I mean, here you yeah. are. You get homeless. Your your car is stolen. You're carless. That's, oh, yeah, that's weak. That, yeah, that's easy. People push through that crap all the time. No, literally, they push their stuff right through. Here's mine. My first big wedding. I'm doing. I'm trying to get myself emotionally prepared to announce the wedding. Yeah. You get to do the do the announcements. You introduce the bride and the groom. The cutting of the cake. The playlist. You got to be in a positive emotional state to enter to be an entertainer. There's 300 people there, and your job is to entertain those people. And my best friend, who was supposed to help me set up for my show, got killed en route. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's how I lost my best friend. But I thought to myself, self, should I go to the show? No, I should pity. I should lament. I should call in dead. Say, yeah. hey, someone, because they would have validated oh, my yeah. excuse. But I didn't because it was somebody's wedding. And that is what it's like. Yeah. And you might be thinking... Clay Clark, you sick freak. Do you not have any emotions? Do you not care? Listen, I care as much about you. I care more about you than probably anybody else there. I'm telling you the hard stuff that no one else will tell you because I do care. Nobody gives a crap. They're just going to go buy from another jeweler, which is why Joel is so successful. Because they do. They go to the other jewelry store to try it out, and they're not open anymore. They go out of business. Joel, how many of your competitors have gone out of business? Not that you keep track. Not that you've counted. Have you ever thought about it? Has any, have any of your competitors ever gone out of business? or Have you ever you know, picked up some of your customers from people that weren't happy with a competitor? It, there were 7,000 jewelry stores that went out of business in the last 24 months. Oh, my. So, okay, so we, we've all one up to each other. Chup, give us the Chup. final one up. Okay, give it. us something better, because we're here trying to outdo each other with okay. horrible stories. Well, here's Not a horrible awesome. story. I was running the concrete company uh, with my parents. We were going through. My dad was having multiple back surgeries. He was kind of the, the engine out in the field getting all the job done. So he's out for months at a time. And then right after all that happened, uh, my cousin got Stevens Johnson syndrome. I don't know if you guys know what this is, but it's a reaction to something in ibuprofen or the steroid packs that you can take. Basically, you chemical burn from the inside out and all of her skin was blistering and coming off. She was in the intensive care burn unit for months and they needed somebody with her 24-7. Somebody can I real family. quick, I want to say something? Yeah. You yeah. just, we were sharing these uplifting stories. <laughs> this is you real. You really took the this story happens. to a yeah. negative well, place. Well, this is the thing. Um, I had flexible hours because I was doing all of our estimating and bidding at the time. So I was the only one in our family that could work weird hours. So I'd stay with her all night. 
in the have you guys ever been in an intensive care burn unit? Mm. It's hell on earth. It is unbelievable. And so for months you're she's just, recovering in there. But dead. I still had to work. We still had forty guys we had to keep out on the job. We still had to get work and get wow. jobs. So had to push through that, sleep when I could, and she recovered and she's doing better, you know, lingering effects. But it was a really tough time, but we stayed in business and we made it through it. You know, there's a, a friend of mine named Roy. And Roy decided to open up an automotive repair company a while back. And he and his dad have 80 years of combined experience repairing Ford automobiles. Okay, these guys have done transmission, heat, battery, suspension alignment. And full disclosure, I am now a partner with Roy. And so when you go in there, thank you. But when you go into <laughs> our automotive repair shop, uh, one thing that Roy cares about is doing a good job consistently. That's right. And that involves working on the days where you don't feel like it. Now, this is what I'm going to tell you, and this is where I disagree with a lot of pastors, so get ready for it. A lot of pastors, I've seen this. I've seen this from the pulpit. I've seen it as a member of churches where the pastor will pull someone, someone will go in and say, Pastor, I got fired from my job, and I got sick, and I didn't show up, and they fired me. And the pastoral staff sometimes will say, you know what, that's unfortunate. I feel bad for you. I'll pray for you. There if you I was your pastor, I would say, you're weak sauce. Get back to work. Shut up. I've actually gone to work when I didn't feel like it. In fact, i got this great podcast I want to play with you of people burning, people breaking legs, yes. people getting their car stolen when they live in their car. Inspirational. It's a fun stuff. Yeah. All right. Hey. Oh, my gosh. There's nobody at church except for the successful entrepreneur. Mm. If 10 people start a business this year, nine, nine, out of, 9 out of 10 of those businesses go out of business. And the ones who win are the consistent diligent business owners. That's why I'd invite you to check out my friend's business, Roy, with rcautospecialist.com. That's rcautospecialist.com. When you need your mechanic to show up and to deliver, check out rcautospecialist.com. Stay tuned. No negative emotion, because that's what business is. Always dominate, because I got five kids. I will not lose. I don't break but rules. They can talk about me. I can take that abuse. It is the truth. Why they make that excuse? I'll be up grinding, because the scoreboard's the truth. He is my mentor, like my Yoda dude. He showed me the force like I was a young loser. Greetings, Thrive Nation. Welcome back to The Conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And today we are breaking down the book Traction by Gino Wickman, which I highly recommend every entrepreneur owns and you keep it on your desk. It's a great book to have. I tab books. That's how I read books. I tab them. That way I can find the things that I need when I need, when I need them. And this book by Gino Wickman is so fabulous. Page 19, Chuck. We'll put this on the show notes. He's talking about scorecards. Okay, he talks about scorecards. And, and I just, I think that a scorecard, it could be offensive. So I'm going to start with you, Clay Stairs. I'm going to start with you on this concept of scorecards, okay? Yes, sir. So did you ever play sports? Yes, sir. I believe you played football, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so I'm going to go to page five of his book here first. He's talking about scorecards. He says, a scorecard is a weekly report containing five to 15 high-level numbers for the organization. In the data component chapter, yeah. you will learn yeah. to create and implement this powerful tool into your company. It will enable you to have a pulse of your business on a weekly basis. An Apple. Okay. So Sorry. a weekly basis. So every week, Dr. Zellner looks at the numbers. Every day. Every day there's data. Data. 
collected. <laughs> uh, our process for the Canadian listeners up there, don't you know? So anyway, <laughs> the thing is, is that you get the numbers and you look, they're coming in all the time on a daily basis. But then you look at the numbers weekly and you go, are we improving or are we getting worse? Now, if you've ever played a sport, uh, what position did you play when you played football, Clay? Le- left out. <laughs> hey, shut up, man. <laughs> what position did you play? I was a tailback in high school and a wide receiver in college. Okay, so Bill Belichick keeps track of a score called the Yak score, which is yards after contact. Yes. So when they hand the ball to somebody, regardless of the name on the jersey, how many yards do you get after you're hit? And he keeps track of that because it's a, it's a good indicator of effort. So when you're playing tailback, you get the ball, and you're running. Did you actually get the ball? Yes, I did. And you're running. Yes. And you get hit. Oh, is it not a? Is it not a, a come down to will at that point and skill? Oh, yeah. You have to have the will and the skill. Yes. But at the end of the day, let's say you're a great guy, but you don't ever advance the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the game, we look and we go, they scored more than us, and this guy is averaging less than a yard per carry because he can't elude anybody. Mm-hmm. Is it mean to put that player on the bench and to bring in a player who's better? No. Okay, another example. That was another real. example, Joel David. Let's say that we have a football team. We have 11 players on offense. And my job is to be the left tackle on the team. I'm weighing 210 pounds. I am a D, I am an offensive lineman. And you are the quarterback. And I just don't show up to work on Monday. Yeah. You know, the game, Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football, Carrie Underwood's singing about it. We're having a good time. I don't show up, though. And so the entire game, they go, oh, hut, hut, hike. And then the guy just runs right past where I should be. And he runs in and just push, push, hits you, knocks you down. How many plays in a row would you let that happen as a quarterback before you'd be mad that the left tackle didn't show up? That he'd be replaced immediately. So why in small <laughs> business, why in small business do people first not know the score of the game at the end of the week? Yes. And why do they not fire people that don't show up? Why in small business do they not fire people, Joel? I mean, because you know a lot of guys, you've met guys through church, through work, customers, clients that have these struggling, dysfunctional businesses. And you, I'm sure they've never come to you for advice. They've never said, hey, man, hey, my team's just not doing a good job. Why, why won't small business owners file, fire the left tackle that doesn't show up to block for the quarterback? What's going on? Usually it's fear. Mm-hmm. And it's whether it's they fear hurting their feelings Feelings. I mean, yeah, I mean it, nothing it's, more than feelings. And what I've learned is when you keep them there, you're not just hurting yourself, your team, your business. You're hurting them. Yes. I, I, I do not give you the you, – you don't have the permission to stop talking about this for at least two or three more minutes. This is, this is stuff that <laughs> yeah. no one talks about this. Talk about this, this, this idea of how you're hurting your company by keeping a cantankerous, negative Nancy, crazy Carl on the team. And sometimes it's not even they're a bad person. They're just, they can't do the job. Yes, but they go to church with me, and I know them through work, and they have the wrong relationship, and it's more difficult for me to fire them because they are the good, they are the good person. They live in their car. Joe, they are the good person. <laughs> so why, can, why I can't fire them? They're the good person. It's my mother-in-law. Ooh. Oh, oh, good oh, one. There oh, you go. Yeah, yeah. It's my wife. Yeah. Oh. Hey, whoa, whoa, buddy. Yeah. That's, that's too real. <laughs> oh. So I agree with what Joel was saying. Uh, fear. That's one of the reasons that people don't fire people. And it's my opinion, due to uh, reflective looking at myself and how I was when I was in charge of hiring for the concrete company, uh, part of it was fear and laziness because I didn't want to have to recruit and train and find somebody again for that position. I had filled it. I thought I was done. I thought everything was going to be great because that person had that job now. 
Turns out that's not how it works. So didn't know how to recruit, didn't know how to hire, didn't know how to train. Let me blow the listeners' minds for a second. I have not gone a week without firing somebody for about five years. That's and people go five years without firing anybody. Think about that. Devin's been with us for how long has Devin how long yeah. has, how long has Devin been with us? Devin, 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 can you yell at us real quick? How long has Devin been with us? De- about four years. Four, four years, years, he says. Four years. Chump, how many up. how many years have you been with us? Two and a half years. Uh, listen, I've known and worked with Marshall for nine years. Yeah. John Kelly, what, seven years, six years? It's getting, I think it's closer to five or six. Okay. It's like closer yeah. to six. Um, and John, actually, I'm making him a partner in some of the ventures, too, because he deserves that. I've had a relationship with John Barnett. I've worked with the same guy. I mean, OxyFresh has been around a long time. Right. Ten I've years, worked, right? Yeah. I mean, these are these are long-term relationships. And you know why? Well, I thought you said to fire. Because you don't have to fire a person like that. Right. <laughs> God blesses the hands of the, hands of the diligent people. And if you're not diligent, it's nothing personal. Just get off my field. That's one thing that's funny to me when you hear employees complaining about being fired. It's like they manage. They, they imagine managers and owners waking up going, who's the best it's, player yeah. on my team? Who's I'm going to get rid of them who's today. Who's the best hairstylist yeah. we have? We what should, we'll do is, why don't we? We should cut this them This is loose. my most recent <laughs> allegation they've said. One, one person said, you're skimming my tips. Really? That would be a great idea for me, wouldn't it be? Making extra Franchising twenty bucks a, a year. Company? Oh man, I'm making extra twenty. That's awesome. Yeah, you know what I want to do? Is I want to screw. I want to screw over my hairstylist yeah. by about you know two cents an hour, yeah, seven bucks a week. I want to fire the best people. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, we got around. Get me the best people, Chup. Round them up. Let's do it. Get them in Get here them and let's fire them. No, we promote them. Exactly. Freaking stupid. Stupid. Unbelievable. I have so many people like. Well, the reason why I was fired is because I was gay, right. and I say. Well, the fact that you're gay is not related to the fact you didn't show up. That you suck yeah. at your job. Yeah. <laughs> I have people that are gay, people that are Hispanic, people that are straight. People. I have people that are coming from all walks <laughs> of life that are in a <laughs> that are successful, and it doesn't matter what their, their gender there is, their race they are. But Joel, do you do you typically fire your best people? Is that a plan? I I have not never. So you don't fire people either if they're doing a good job. No. And in fact, if someone's not doing a good job, they're blocking the good people from getting a job. And That's then right. they're ruining the atmosphere for the good people. Good people don't want to work with bad people. Right. Chup, and you know one thing I like about having good people? What's that? I like giving them a nice office. I like to provide a good office for good people. Yeah. And one way to do that is to make sure that our urinals are so clean that you could drink <laughs> from them on Monday mornings, as I often do. I do it on Tuesday no, actually, mornings. I've, Anyways, I've so. never done that, but I do eat off the floor. Clay, you saw me do it. Yes, today. I saw him. He, I actually watched. Clay <laughs> was it out of the do sausage cup. Morning. Was it sausage out of the sausage cup? That you an ate? item fell. I think it was yeah. a, a cheese. Piece, it, no, it was a piece cheese, of carrot. Yeah, a carrot. And an a carrot. apple. Right, an, an apple. apple. And right. I ate it off the floor because I care so much about the classicclean.com. Chuck, right tell us about classicclean.com. Check them out at theclassicclean.com. Call them at 918-671-2046, theclassicclean.com. Tulsa's number one janitorial service, theclassicclean.com. And back to a show that's cooler than the other side of the pillow it's the thrive time business coach show it's the thrive time show on your radio get on the broadcast of the podcast down low we'll teach you the moves to make your business grow provide you the fuel to make you want to go whether you're a startup or a big time baller we'll teach you the systems to increase your dollars google optimize sales multiplies we cite it all so we n- never lies pitch yourself it's a truth not a fable my name is clark but i ain't clark gable next to me it's he on staples and you can too if you unplug the cable <laughs> Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the father of five incredible human kids, a husband to one incredible lady. I'm planning on taking my wife on a date tonight, so uh, look out. If you're in Broken Arrow and you are at Andalini's, (laughs) that's where I go. 
every Wednesday. I do it every Wednesday. When we do a Tuesday date, Andalini's. I just go to Andalini's. You might say, why do you go to Andalini's? I just like it there, and I'm not curious. I'm very system-driven. So business. that ranch, that ranch at Andalini's is. Well, here's the deal. This is is what I want to talk about today. We're talking about the book Traction, right? And if you read from page 15 of the book Traction, Gino Wickman writes, Most business owners are unable to reach the next, next level because they are simply not ready to let go of the vine. You might know the feeling. You want to see your business grow, but at the same time, you're frustrated, tired, and unwilling to take on any more risk. The truth is that before you can grow, you'll need to take a leap of faith. But don't worry, you won't have to act until you're comfortable and clear on all of the entrepreneurship operating system tools. He's teaching this book here. So for me, my superpower and my weakness is that I hate variables. So I literally have the same schedule every single day. Chuck, you see it. It's the same schedule every yes. day. Every wear the same thing every day. Do yep. the same thing. Every- so all the systems work because I don't get bored. So I just do the same thing. And in fact, going out to eat, I'm like, let's go to the same place, have the same meal, same time. In the fact, same he likes it when doors only have one door. So we blocked the second door on the French doors because it's a variable. Because it's a variable. <laughs> and I ripped all the doors off yes. of the whoop because it's because what's out behind there. We that's don't know. Right. That's why. That's why I don't. I don't do cabinets. So anyway, there's a whole lot there. Um, but I have a. It's, oh, yeah. I have a series of psychological issues, and I'm asking you, Mister Listener, Miss Mrs. Listener, not not Mrs. I'm asking you, Mister Listener. Like, all the ladies are perfect. The ladies are perfect. I'm married to a lady. You ladies are perfect. Amen. Us guys, though, my, we've my got lady. some psychological issues. My lady, what perfect. is getting in the way? of your success. What is what is your biggest limiting factor? And one limiting factor I see a lot, uh, uh, Jay David here, Joel David with Jay David Jewelry. Joel, I, I see a lot of business owners saying, gosh, I just, there's no first generation jewelry stores in my town. They're all like corporate. I don't have the money. I don't have the connections. Clay, there's no there's no haircut businesses out, out there that are startups. They're all big franchises like like sports clips. I mean, I couldn't possibly do that. And by the way, if you feel like that, you're right. You can't start a haircut business because Elephant in the Room will destroy you. But so <laughs> let's talk about your business there. What, how come you are the only first generation store owner in Tulsa? What, why is that? Because we're it is such the jewelry is such a, an old industry continues to do the same thing it's always done which that's a formula for failure Mm. so that's why the industry is suffering so bad being a first generation starting the company uh myself with my wife and at that point not being held to any basically this is how you have to do it i want to make sure the listeners get this you want to stick to the processes that work and then the ones that aren't working anymore you want to adapt so a lot of people go, Clay, you just do the same thing over and over. I did. I do the things that work over and over. Yeah. I take my wife on a date every week because I've been married for 17 consecutive years and I'd like to keep it up. But every week, it's a week-to-week deal because every week I could screw it up. I mean, my natural, by nature, people say, Clay, do you listen to your gut? No, I don't. My <laughs> gut is terrible. My gut always is like, hey, why don't you skip a week and see what happens? Hey, why don't you say you'll be home at 7 and show up at 710 just to see how many times she calls the police? Just do it. See what happens. You know, why don't you just keep your phone off and disappear for a whole day, buddy? Hey, why don't you make a snarky comment, buddy? Why don't you do that? And I'm going, devil, stop talking to me. And then people say, that's my gut. I'm listening to my gut. No, you're listening to Satan. Okay, so back to you. So, Joel, I want to ask you this because this is something you, you do, though. You, you are able to do something that a lot of people don't think is possible. You're able to start a first-generation business. Talk to me about the overhead, bro, needed to build your store. Just to build the store off a of memorial. What kind of, we talking seven bucks? 
18 bucks, no money down. Oh, seven bucks or seven dollars? Seven figures. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, wait, wait a minute. You're, are you saying you had to spend a seven figures? If it's only seven bucks, Clay knows a scam for some people that he can skim some tips off of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got you in like a couple weeks, man. You're good to go. There's a lot. No, I mean, I see a lot of people that come to our workshop and they're like, oh, I want to start a business. I would like to open up an elephant in the room. And I want to know, how do I get the money? And I'm like, well, here's what you got to do. You got to sign a home equity line where the bank gets to keep your house if you don't make the payments on the lease. You know what I mean? And they're like, what? Joel, talk to me about that ownership of personally guaranteeing things. Getting, oh. get, I mean, talk to me about just, just being all in, baby. Burn the boats of retreat. How do, how do you do it? You know, just even going back to, to one of the questions you ask is, we started with three rings and $500. Wow. So to to think that it cost over a million dollars to build that store at 101st and Memorial. Oh. We didn't start there. And what? so many people think that as an entrepreneur, you got to start big. Big, baby. That's how you fail. you got to go in huge. <laughs> and when you start small, again, it's the variables. There's not a whole lot of variables when you're small. Yeah. People we, have said to me, with the DJ business, they said you started with a, a system, a DJ system. How did you know the perfect gear? What what gear did you need to buy? And it's like you're saying, there's not a lot of variables because it's me DJing, and I figure out what works and what doesn't real quick because I'm right there on the equipment. I'm actually on the gear going, that mic's not going to work. Talk to me about this this concept. There's not a lot of variables when it's small. Talk about this. This is, this is powerful. Yeah, this so, is good. So working as an actual jeweler, I made the jewelry. So that's how I we started was... As a jewelry store owner, very few owners have actually made the jewelry themselves. But I don't want to make. They don't the know how. I don't want to make the jewelry. I'm more of an owner. It's, like it's not for my me, highest it's, and best use. Yeah, it's for me, I'm just. I'd rather go networking because, like, for me, networking is yeah. what's about. And like on social media right now, I've got this. I'm trending right now, and it's like awesome because I'm I'm getting more friends and more likes. I can't make the jewelry. Did you not hear this stuff? <laughs> yeah. Do you not hear this? Oh. We have experts come in every day. They they are jewelers and they want to make it themselves. So they we'll let them do it. They hey, can do it. Hey. Wow. So coming back to implementing technology, new ways of doing things that has has never been done that way before. If you're small, you're nimble. Yes. You can adapt. You can revise. What kind of technology do you have in your place that's never been done before? So we have uh, we will create a piece of jewelry in a computer. We will show it some to someone three-dimensionally in a hologram to where they can technically it's like they can touch it oh. it doesn't even exist yet wow so then once it's like that is beautiful i love it we will literally print it on a 3d printer so now they can actually put it on their finger and touch it wow there's not been any labor involved yet. Guys, the holograms, this is like how uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi stayed in touch with Luke for a long time. It, it is. <laughs> the I mean, hologram technology. Man, this, this is Princess this, Leia. This, this is the force we're talking about. Yeah. He's, he's using the force. Yeah. You're using the force. Now, now Chip, let me tell you what. The, the, the other night, I used the force on you. Which one? We got that We got that, 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 that table from Dr. Sibley. Because oh, yeah. Dr. Sibley is an actual chiropractor yeah. who can adjust backs, right? <laughs> I, right? I know, I know Dr. John Sibley, he is actually uh, the chiropractor of choice for Wayne Gretzky, the, the NHL hockey player. That's right. The great one. DrJohnSibley.com. And so we went ahead and we got a chiropractic table, and he's one of our advertisers. He's going to start uh, adjusting us. That's right. But I wanted to christen it by adjusting you with no knowledge. I call it amateur adjustment hour. And you popped me and I popped you. I was sore. But it worked. <laughs> and I don't know if it helped. But if you want a real chiropractor, go a to DrJohnSibley.com. DrJohnSibley.com. If you want to hurt yourself, come into the man cave. Stay tuned. 
And now broadcasting live from the box that rocks, it's the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. Like we're hiking Mount Vernon We're changing the mindsets like we're incense burning Passing on the magic like our name was Irvin Serving up that knowledge like I was a servant I cite what I say so you know I'm not a servant It's Rive Time Show, bringing the heat while fervent Giving it to you straight in the world that's swerving Stacking the cash, making the dash, running the plaques, bringing them back Bring me the track so I can get up on the mic and speak the facts Stacking the cash, making the dash, running the plaques, bringing them back Bring me the track so I can get up on the mic and speak the facts you are in for a treat today if you're just now tuning in we're interviewing uh, joel david who i've known for many many years and uh who has started a, a successful company called j david jewelry now this company's been around how many years joel have you guys been open there at j david jewelry it's been 23 years 23 years he's been open um and the reason why i like to have entrepreneurs on the show that have actually run a company is because it's entirely different from the BS you're going to hear at your local chamber, and specifically at a group called One Million Cups. And you might say, dude, why are you banging on One Million Cups? I'm banging on One Million Cups because it's a stupid place to be. You're not going to meet anybody there that owns a business. They're all What kind of person in the middle of the day is going to go out and talk to you about, well, what are your thoughts about going greener with your business? No one cares. They're actually the guys who have the successful companies. The friends I know who own banks, optometry clinics, Haircut salons, jewelry stores. Let me tell you what. They're hanging out with other eagles because you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you're out there and you say, I want to know how to really start a business, then this is the show for you. If you want to know the theoretical BS, let me just give you an example. If you said to me, Clay, I want to create a click funnel that's going to automate. This, this actually was an email we received from somebody this is what, probably a year and a half ago, they said, I'm looking to make a click funnel that automates my law practice. So people would fill out the form. They'll find me on Facebook. They fill out the form. It sends the user, it sends the, the, the person who I guess needs legal help, an autoresponder email, and then they fill out the questionnaire, and out comes an LLC, and I want to do it for less money than LegalZoom. Can you help me? We had an email, Chev. I think you were still you were working with us when this email came. Do you remember the guy who was trying to buy a decommissioned nuclear yes. submarine? Yes. And to turn it into a desalination service to desalinate water in the Middle East. Amen, brother. And I said, so what are you doing now? What's your what's your background? Engineering, physicist, nuclear technology. What yeah. are you doing? He goes, I work at Subway. And I'm like, well, eat fresh. That's good. Good. We're doing that. Well, we're we're a sandwich art. No, but you've got to be practical. Right. Just you because gotta, it's shaped like a, you know, the, the, the submarine shaped like a subway so, sandwich, you can't. But if you want a real business and you want to grow that real business, then we can absolutely help you. So, Chuck, give us an example of a real client you're really working with right now yeah. who's really growing their real business. So, uh, Lewis Roofing. Kevin oh, Lewis. Oh, come there. on. That guy, he has, I, I think he's going to be on pace to double his business this year. Uh, he's been around for a long time, too, so that's pretty awesome to have He had a goal growth. to buy a Hummer. He had a goal. He, yeah. Actually, I was meeting with him today, and I kept having to get him back on track because he was on an auction to buy another Hummer, and he got a little upset with me because I he missed the auction tag because I was making So let's walk, it, let's walk it through the things you've really helped him do. Yeah, so the main things that we've been working on for the last few months is he had a successful, he was getting enough business, he had money coming in, but he was the one point of contact for everybody. He had no life. He had no free time, nothing. 
So we have spent a lot of time implementing management layers. He's got managers now. There's an organizational chart. So nobody besides like five How many people. One Million Cups meeting has he gone to? Zero. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and there's now only like five people in his company that are literally allowed to talk to him unless he is having How many click funnels has he made that have automated the putting on the, the roofs? Zero. Mm. Zero of those. And he's also not a super emotional guy. We had something with uh, another De- Devin's here. He, he helped me fix this, but his other hosting company, something happened. The site went down. We couldn't, you know, trying to get the passwords, but he wasn't freaking out. Took Called a life. Of days. We got it going and now it's fixed. And it was uh, just such a pleasure to work with a guy so like that. So weird. Yes. Lewis Roofing, yes. a real company. Now, so Joel, Dave, I've got a question for you because somebody out there is listening. Their business is stuck and they know it's stuck and. They haven't really ever reached out for help before, okay? They haven't reached out for help. They're stuck. And you said a quote the other day in one of our meetings that blew my mind. Put it on the show notes. I want you to break it down for us. You said, everything I've ever done. I've never done. What does that mean? So starting with three rings and $500, now now having multiple locations with a lot of, empl- a lot of staff members. And... Uh, I never owned a company. I never had employees. I never, I, I didn't have to file tax returns for seven different businesses. So everything I've ever done, I've never done. So people say, well, well what, what do you mean by that? And it's like, well, pretty much I've never had a clue of what I was doing when I was doing <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. Now you were bragging on a, you were bragging on a client shop. I want to brag on an employee, okay. a member of our team, Daisy. And make sure she gets this one, okay? Yes, make sure Daisy, she, so she hears Daisy. it. Daisy, uh, we hired her to answer the phones for Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge. She's an Hispanic lady, sharp lady, mother of a, a mother. She's a great, great person, hardworking lady. And we hired her. She did a very good job. One day in a row. <laughs> That's what most people do, one day in a row. I remember it. <laughs> yeah. Second day in a row. I'm going, God, this is two. You've, you've, it's a row now because it's not actually just a point. on a, it's a It's a row. Right. Two things. Third day, I'm going. This is the trifecta, Chuck. This is the. This is like the triple threat. This is like when you bowl a turkey on the last frame. Four is like the quad. I mean, right. you're going the quad. Qu- five is is the cinco. The cinco. Six, you're going six. That rhymes with sticks, and that's that's not very clever. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. Seven, you're like I'll, I'll go. This tell is Devin. heaven. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, and then I'll tell Devin about heaven. <laughs> yeah. Right. Eight, I'm going. Right. I'm feeling great. Well, so great. Nine, I'm like I am feeling fine. I made a good hire here. Ten, this is where the fun begins. This is Chuck. the win. 11, it's like... Uh, back in heaven. Right, back in heaven again. <laughs> 12, I'm going, I do we know anybody named Melv? Because I want to find a guy named Melv and tell him how great this is going. Got a little bit more free time. I'm going to install a sudden, shell. All of a sudden, though, after about three three months, you realize, I'm going to have to make her in charge of something. Right. Other people just quit showing up, though. You know, They're, they're late. They get sick. They're moving. They can't figure out how to get to work. They're confused. Weak. So we promote her. She's in charge. We've never done it before. So she's never done it before, Joel. She's never done it before. Everything she's done she's never done yeah and people say gosh but clay why would you promote somebody with no experience as a call center manager why would you do it you got to hire someone with experience and i want to go to you joel david i want to ask you this question and clay stairs we still have time to ask you as well why would you do the same thing and promote a diligent doer as opposed to finding someone with a ton of experience why would you always hire character and train skill well mark zuckerberg one of my favorite sayings to Facebook, go along with Facebook it. founder. Yep. He says, done is better than perfect. Yes. Yeah. Go. So when she shows up 12 days in a row, 20 days in a row. That's sick. She did it. A year in a row now. It's been a, a year, year in a row. row. A year in a row. So many people just don't do it. 
Just do it. Yeah. They Nike. say I'm fighting though the demon of procrastination, Joel. I need I need to cast it out. They say I, I have a problem with ADD. I've got a, it's attention deficit disorder. Uh, the one I love is well I'm a perfectionist. Oh, that's a good one. It uh, makes you know seem good. Perfectionism uh, is often an excuse for procrastination, and I hate that. Uh, I hate oh, it. so Clay Get stares. Procrastinism. Clay stares. Our show, we teach 100% opposite of what the world would tell you. Because the world would yes, say, sir. if you got people that can't show up on time, you got to become a better boss. Because if people don't show up, it's a sign of you being a bad boss, and you should feel bad about it. You need to go to another seminar to learn how to make everybody happy. Clay yeah. stares. Talk to me about the importance of hiring character and training skills. Clay, I, I want to surround myself with people that have the same value as me. I'm, not, I'm much more interested in living my days with people that I enjoy, people that uh, have the same values, they align with me. So I am full on when I'm looking for people. I start even from the job ad, I start talking about my core values. And I talk about in that job ad, if you don't like these core values, stop reading, don't click anything, move on. You won't like me, and I won't like you. I want to surround myself with people that have the same values as me. You know, that is my primary thing. You know, Tim Ferriss is the best-selling author of The 4-Hour Workweek, an early-stage investor in Facebook, one of the top podcasts on the planet, The 4-Hour Workweek. He says you are the average of the five people you most associate with. Think about that. Who are you spending your time with? Joel, final question for you before we have to wrap up this incredible show. You're a part of a group called Executive Experiences. Hmm. Can yeah. you explain what this great group is? Because you're, you're surrounded by eagles in this group. It's kind of a, a great, it's a, it's a thing you brag on all the time. Arthur Greeno, our mutual friend, started the thing with Corey. Talk about this group. It's a, it's a group of business owners, not managers, not support staff. It's their owners. Owners. And they've had to have been in business for five years. They have to have employees. So knowing at that point, which they told the statistic the other day, which I thought was pretty cool, that every person sitting at this table was worth an average of $8 million. $8 million. So $8 million. When you're sitting at this table, just like you said, the table. with eagles. Eagles. And you're sitting with people that you look up to that I want to be like that someday. That's that, And I'll tell you what, if you want to surround yourself with an eagle, go into J. David Jewelry today. You meet the man, meet the myth, meet the legend, get yourself a quality ring that's J. David Jewelry, and now you know the rest of the story to quote Paul Harvey. My name's Clay Clark. I'm a business coach. Go to thrivetimeshow.com and book your tickets for our next in-person workshop. It's thrivetimeshow.com. Three, two, one. Boom! Boom! Boom.